a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah... Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people. On RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot. Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 28th of July, and welcome to it. Hello, Diane. Hello, Craig, and how are you today? I'm good. It's Friday. Come on. Yay. Fridays are always a good thing, even though sometimes you got to work on Saturday. Just knowing it's Friday makes a difference. That's true, but I have to work every Saturday morning putting up the podcast all over. Well, i got to work Saturday mornings, too. I've got my local news. That I've got to do for Nebraska and South Dakota for the Twister radio station. And then I got other stuff that I have to do, too. So, Well, everybody has other stuff to do. Well, and, you know, I've got, a, I've got an auction to go to tomorrow morning. Okay, that's always fun. Yeah, I, you know, they, the, the auction company here does a great job of... Uh, you know, putting stuff out in their auction flyers and online and stuff like that. But there's always some items that don't make it into the flyer, don't make it onto the online uh, photos. And so of you course. never know. You just never know what you're going to see. That's true. That's very true. And my hunt for a coffee table continues, so. Ah, that's right. You haven't replaced that yet. No, I I go to these things in hopes that there might be the perfect coffee table. Now, the last time I went, they had a coffee table, but I would have to put an addition on my room to make it fit. Oh, okay. Probably one of the big, giant, square ones. Yes. I mean, that thing was ginormous. Yeah. So... I gotta, I gotta find the right thing. But anyway, we've got stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, let's start with uh, the Hunter plea deal implosion. <laughs> you gotta laugh about it, really. I mean, you know, it, everybody's been complaining for, you know, the last whatever it was month, month and a half. Since the plea deal was announced, you know what a sweetheart deal this is a this is a setup, and it was, but it ran into an obstacle, and that was the judge. Yeah, 
judge from uh, Delaware, a Biden, I mean a Biden, a Trump appointed judge. And uh, she did very, very well. Let's yeah. put it that way. You know, the funniest part about it was she asked a very simple question. She said, what exactly is in this plea deal? Right. Well, her name is Judge uh, Narika. Um, in case people were wondering. Yeah, because nothing made sense to her. I mean, five years just about of investigating Hunter and all they come up with something that warrants a slap on the wrist, kind of, you know, put her radar up there. Well, not only that, but buried in the deal on, I think it was like page 15 of the deal, was a little tiny clause hiding away in there that would have exonerated Hunter Biden for pretty much anything he would ever do in the future forevermore. Correct. And... That part of the deal was not handed to the judge until the morning of the hearing, which was on, what, Wednesday? I believe it was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, and they were hoping, and by they, I mean the Hunter Biden defense team. They Well, and let's, let's be honest, we'll get into this here in a minute. The, the prosecution, they were all hoping that she wouldn't take time to read through it. Well, guess what? She read through it, and she saw that, and she looked at that and thought, hmm, that's not right. So she asked them just point blank, what exactly is the plea deal? What's contained in it? Well, that's where it all started to disintegrate. Well, disintegrate isn't the word. It actually just totally and completely fell apart because here it is you have the president's son being investigated for major pay for play you know and operations and the best that they come up with is some little tax evasion nonsense completely forgetting the federal gun charges And that's what really brought him down, was those federal gun charges. Well, and because the the plea deal, the, the, the onset of the plea deal, which was many, many, many pages long, dealt with those two little minor misdemeanor tax evasion charges. Right. Then you get to page 15, and you've got that little clause in there that exonerates him from all sorts of things, including... Being a foreign agent, including the gun charge that you just mentioned, and anything else that might happen in the future. Well, Judge Norica asked the defense team, has there ever been a plea deal like this written before? Anywhere. And they all kind of looked at each other and said, uh, no. No. (laughs) The judge said, well, it's not going to happen here either. Well, the actual thing that sort of hung Hunter, if you will, um, is when Judge Norica asked the DOJ if they were still investigating Hunter (laughs) over a possible FARA violation. Now, according to the DOJ, a willful violation of FARA 
could result in up to five years imprisonment and a $250,000 fine or both. Right. Now, that is a major thing, okay? Yes. And the the fact that that's contained in the plea deal, that he would get off scot-free, no jail time, no nothing, right? The, the judge looked at that. Judge Norica looked at that and said, oh, now, wait a minute. You know, so when she asked the <clears throat> the prosecution, the DOJ, is he still under investigation? They had to say yes. Now, there's a very good reason they had to say yes. Don't for one minute get the wrong idea that the DOJ is actually investigating Hunter Biden for anything, much less right. failing to register as a foreign agent, which is the FARA violation. They're just pretending to investigate him. Because if they're not investigating, they have to turn over all their records, all the documents, all the evidence, everything, to the House Oversight Committee, and they can't afford to do that. But as long as they're pretending to investigate him, as long as they say, yeah, we're still investigating, then they don't have to turn that stuff over. Right. They can keep it you know, in their own possession for as long as they want. But something interesting came out of this. Also, people started asking about Joe Biden pardoning Hunter. No matter what goes on, you know, that's in the back of other, you know, a lot of people's minds. However, um, Joe Biden can't really pardon his son. It's a, it's a is, tangled web. Yeah, it's very surprising. Um, and some of the information was gotten by Jonathan Turley. Now, he's a constitutional attorney. He happens to be a constitutional Democrat. Very rare, folks. Very rare. Oh, yeah. Right. Very, very rare. And um, Biden... Signing the pardon can only end with the end of his administration. And that's basically why he can't do it. Because if he did it, and he would have to wait to the end of his administration simply. Right. And then what happens it's not constitutionally sound, according to Turley, um, of, of, of that standing. Let's put it that way. It's a very convoluted situation because there are other constitutional attorneys that think maybe it is possible. Right. But he wrote an entire big paper on it, and it's very interesting. And people, you can find it online. It's interesting in the fact that people think a president can just willy-nilly pardon. It's not quite that easy, especially where federal offenses are concerned. And here's where Charlie got him. The gun charges were state offenses. Right. Not federal. 
Right. Now, you can pardon somebody for federal offenses, but not state offenses. State offenses. And that's where Biden is kind of up, you know, a creek because he desperately wants to pardon his son, but he can't constitutionally, even though the Democrats are pushing for a pardon. Well, and they're pushing well, for a pardon, not because, you know, they're standing behind Joe's supposed love for his son, but they don't want things up the chain to be exposed. That's like the Obama. problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if as more and more and more of this information comes out, as more and more of the truth gets exposed. Okay, the the situation climbs higher up the food chain. All right? right. Eventually it's going to get to the puppet master and that's Obama. Right. I mean, that's the way you and I look at this thing and I think we're we're pretty close to the truth uh on that. Here's the other problem. If if he issues a pardon, he can only do it for federal offenses, which would include right. the FARA violation, right? But right, and there is the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it doesn't include Joe Biden himself in that. And we're, we're seeing that Joe Biden is in, intimately entwined in the money trail of all of this. Right. And what's very strange is a time limit here because of Joe Biden were to issue a pardon for Hunter right now, he would then, because it has to, a pardon has to be given as a president leaves office, he couldn't run for president. Right. And, and that's, he a, could that's not a problem. He could again in 2024. He would have to say, that's it. I'm leaving in 2022. Here's the pardon, whatever. And that's it. He's done. You know, I, I did a whole. The Democrats are not going to let him do that, right? I did a whole article on you know to pardon or not to pardon, and a lot of that information is contained in the article. It's a very convoluted thing. Um, there's yes. there's no straight path when it comes to this sort of thing. Here's the problem <clears throat> that Joe has right now with Hunter. Okay. Uh, they're trying to put together a new plea deal, but a new plea deal mm-hmm. is not going to be able to exonerate him from other things going forward. Okay? Right. The judge isn't going to have any part of that. We know that now. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to engineer another plea deal that gets Hunter Biden off the hook and keeps Joe out of the ringer is almost impossible. Now, I'm not saying they won't try and pull some more shenanigans, but one of the biggest shenanigans they pulled leading up to Wednesday's implosion of the plea deal was that uh, a member of Hunter Biden's legal team called the court in Delaware and said, I'm representing the law firm that is representing the the plaintiffs in this, not not the defense, right? right? And she said, you got to pull certain documents out. We don't want them in there anymore. 
Well, the real attorneys for the the Republicans for the House Ways and Means Committee, I think it was, or uh, maybe it was oversight. They got wind of that right quick, and they called up the county clerk in Delaware and said, "Who called you?" And she gave them the person's name and the person's phone number because caller ID. Well, they know who did it. They know who pulled a fast one. They reinstated the documents into the case. And this was all done the night before this went to the judge. Right. So, I mean, they're trying to pull faster because they didn't want that information coming out. And it would have had it been in there. Well, it's already out. So, you know, but when you impersonate a member of your opposition in court to change the material that's being entered into the court documents, I would think there'd be some serious ramifications for that, too. I think there's going to be more and more ramifications and more and more charges being leveled as time goes on. Because, first of all, how the DOJ, how Merrick Garland, remember, America's attorney general, Mm -hmm. can miss certain things like the immunity and other aspects, how they allowed that plea deal to even be presented. I mean, I can explain that. I they can tell you. They, they thought, you know, they go before a Democrat appointed judge is what happened. Yeah, I'll explain it to you. Um, the the DOJ, that's Merrick Garland and Hunter's defense team, were colluding on the plea deal. They all had a sure. sweetheart deal. They all knew what was in it. Everybody pretended on Wednesday they didn't, but they all knew. It was a wink and a nod and a handshake. We'll get the judge to okay this plea deal, and then Hunter can't be charged for anything down the road. This was a setup deal between the prosecution and the defense. They were working together on this sweetheart deal. That's why it imploded so fast. But when the judge read through it and caught the the situation and brought it up to them, they had no choice but to admit that no such deal had ever been struck before and that, yeah, it does exclude Hunter from any future prosecution. And, yes, that is in there. They had to admit all of that and then pretend nobody knew it. Come on. Well, they also remember in the beginning they didn't know who the judge was or would be. And they did their best to to basically try to sneak this in with the hopes that they would get a Democrat judge instead of one that Trump appointed. They didn't expect her. No, and here's the odd thing about that. Yes, Trump appointed that judge, Judge Norica, but Judge Norica was recommended to Trump by two prominent Democrats. Yeah. You know, but this is a judge that stands for the rule of law. She doesn't stand right. on a political platform. And, uh, right. and you know, 
where most judges, or a lot of judges, let's say, probably wouldn't have taken the time to have scrutinized every line of the plea deal in that many pages, especially when it was just handed to her that morning, would probably have missed that, and it would have gone through, and that would have been that. But this judge took the time to read through it, and this jumped out at her like a giant red flag, as well it should. For anybody who understands the law and looks at that, they would look at that and go, oh, wait a minute, and that's what she did. And when she started asking common sense questions, it all fell apart. Yeah, and how how the plea deal was even allowed to go forward in the first place is mind-boggling because even a layman can see what was going on here. And the bottom line with all this, Hunter Biden and Daddy have only one way out, and that's to sing. Because, folks, if you don't think Obama's hand is in all of this, you're mistaken. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I don't see how it could not be in all of this. You know, first tip off is apparently when Hunter walked into the courtroom on Wednesday, the first thing he did, he was all smiles, all happy-go-lucky. He went over and shook hands and greeted the DOJ, the prosecutors. Right. You know, I mean, in other words, hey, thanks a lot, pals. You're getting me off on this thing. I really appreciate you working with my team to, to make sure I don't get prosecuted. I mean, that's the way it came across. Yeah. Yeah, boy, was he in a rude, you know, in for a rude awakening. But the thing about all that is people that you think are on our side are not. Right. And the the Republican hierarchy hasn't figured that out yet. No, and that's a sad thing, but it's true. Yes, it's very true. And I really hope they throw the book at Hunter, that he's sent away for a long time, which I doubt is going to happen. Um, somehow they're going to, make this into a non-jailable offense, you know, and, and Hunter could care less what's on his record as long as he doesn't have to go to jail. And I'm sure they're going to find a way to work something out. You know, if you or me got caught up in that kind of a tax situation where we weren't paying taxes and owed that kind of money, You and I would be going to jail. Our listeners would be going to jail over that. Hunter, they reduce it down to a couple of misdemeanors. Oh, you you were a bad boy, but that's okay. Yeah, of course. All those years of investigating, and that's what they come up with? I know. Five years, right? Five years, supposedly, investigating him. Yeah, and all they come up with two little, you know, Totally ridiculous uh, tax things. You know, do you honestly think here it is? He's involved with pay for play. And he's getting hundreds of thousands, if not a million dollars here, there, wherever. Do you think he's going to tell the truth and give, 
you know, his share of the taxes. Come on. Right. I mean, get a clue. Get a grip on reality. If you think, yeah, you know, okay, so I owe this much money and I'll pay it. No, 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 no. That's not that's not in a Biden's wheelhouse. It's it's just no. not. Okay, so the no. deal the deal starts falling apart after the warm friendly greetings, right? And the first thing mm-hmm. Hunter's defense team says is, "Oh, well, we gotta we gotta pull this deal." And the DOJ, "Oh, we gotta pull this deal." Okay, when both sides are saying we're gonna pull the deal, that tells you they're colluding. Okay, yeah, and that's very serious. Then, yes. then once the deal is off the table. The charges still stand. So Hunter, who went in there expecting to plead guilty to two very minor misdemeanor tax charges for which he gets a little slap on the rest, has to plead not guilty. Okay? Now, that leaves a very interesting situation, too. Because this, unless they come up with another plea deal that's acceptable, which I don't know that they're going to be able to do, this thing's going to wind up in court. Now, who gets to prosecute it? The DOJ, Merrick Garland, right. gets to prosecute it. Well, he's on Hunter's side. He may as exactly. well be on the on the side of the defense. So how vigorous of a trial do you think this is going to be? Exactly. And uh, I'm telling you, Craig, someone's going to have to sing in order to put the brakes on this. Here's the other here's the other mitigating factor. Okay? Sooner or later, Merrick Garland will no longer be the attorney general and Joe Biden will no longer be the president. Okay? Sooner or later there's going to be a Republican administration and I believe they could go back and nail him for some of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um let's put it this way, he thinks that he's safe for things done in the past, but it doesn't work that way either. I know, they're in a bind here. Right, they can, in fact, Biden can actually be impeached for misdeeds committed prior to his presidency, because if he didn't report something, or if something was a felony of some kind or whatever, and he did not report that. You mean like accepting a $5 million bribe from a Ukrainian official, something like that? Yeah, that type of stuff. I mean, I'm just I'm I just mean, speaking figuratively here, like that, whatever. Right, happened. it goes under high crimes and misdemeanors. In other words, he wasn't transparent before holding the office of the presidency. It's a tangled web. <clears throat> when you're talking about high crimes and misdemeanors, obviously you're talking about Joe Biden. But you could say the same for Hunter Biden, even though he's never been elected to anything, because his crimes were done while he was high. Right. <laughs> well, you know, this Constitution, Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, very clearly states the president vice president and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from uh, from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, 
or other high crimes and misdemeanors. The only way you so convict he's got him that hanging over his head. Right, but the only way you convict him is if you have a Republican held House and a Republican held Senate. Well, I wouldn't count on that. <laughs> I mean, this is why this thing gets so convoluted so fast. There there is no clean, clear answer to any of this. But the circus yeah. is going to continue. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and more stuff is going to be exposed. More of the truth is going to come out. There's going to be deeper ties going all the way back to Joe Biden and possibly up the food chain all the way to Obama. That's a possibility. And we're, we're already having whistleblowers come forward. They're telling what they know. They're presenting evidence. Of course, you know, the Democrats and the media, oh, no, there's no evidence. Oh, yes, there is. And we can thank well, Hunter for all of it. Well, all I know is that very brave judge needs to sleep with one eye open at all times. I agree. And this coming Monday, Hunter Biden's, one of his business buddies, Devin Archer, is going to be in the hot seat. Yeah. That should you know, be interesting. That's going to be much must-watch TV, I think. Yes. Yes, All right. So we've made it to the bottom of the hour. We've got one segment left, and we're going to break that segment up into two different parts. Okay. We've got the situation with Bo Bergdahl that needs to be addressed on this show because it's atrocious and it's an affront to everybody who has served this country with dignity and honor. Absolutely. And aliens that aren't necessarily coming across the southern border. No. (laughs) All that and more in the next segment on Right Side Patriots. Stay with us. There's more after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. 
and join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, and we're getting through it the best way we know how. And if you miss any part of the show, just go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, this show and all the rest. Sitting there waiting for you. Absolutely. Okay, so earlier this week, on Tuesday, uh, a really, really, really despicable thing took place. Bo Bergdahl... You might remember him as the uh, deserter that ran off and and uh, joined up with the Taliban. Bo Bergdahl was let off the hook by a federal judge. Yeah. And what's very strange about this whole situation to me is he actually pleaded guilty to desertion. As well, he now, should. He deserted. guilty. Right. You're pleading guilty to it, and a judge now, out of the blue, is overturning something you admitted guilt to? Something stinks here, too, folks. Uh, Supposedly, the judge in the original case may have had some conflict of interest. Okay, so it's a technicality thing, right? Right. But like you say, when the guy pleads guilty, does the conflict of interest really come into play? I mean, it wasn't like the judge found him guilty. Well, Bergdahl pled guilty. Right. And, And the judge that's in question here, what he failed to disclose is that he had applied to the executive branch for a job as an immigration judge. Immigration, desertion. Those are two totally different, unrelated entities. I mean, this this is finding a technicality that's the size of a grain of salt and blowing it up into something the size of Mount Everest. Right. I mean, this, this is insanity. Remember. Yeah, and you have to remember, Bo Birdall was the five-for-one Taliban trade. In other words, Obama led out five dangerous Taliban, some of them generals, who went on and back into battle and killed Americans. He traded them for one admittedly American deserter. And now a judge? I'd like to know who appointed that judge. I'm guessing it's an Obama judge. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm just guessing. The judge finds this technicality, warps it, and lets Bergdahl off the hook. Thankfully, there are now Republicans in Congress that are calling for yes. a new trial for for Bo Bergdahl, based on the fact that he actually pled guilty in the original exactly. trial. Well, you know, they'll have, oh, he changed his mind. He had all these years to think about it. He's pleading not guilty. You know, they're going to come up with some nonsense. I, I agree. 
I 100% agree with you. They're, they're, you know, they're going to spin this thing. But how do you spin the fact that he ran away from his unit and joined the Taliban? And we know he joined the Taliban because we had to, to trade five Talibani generals to get him back from the Taliban. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. This man caused the death of American service people. This man is a traitor, admitted what he did, and some liberal judge just said, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. He's not guilty. Yep, you're when free they to go. did that, he gets back. If he's found not guilty, he gets back all the things that were taken away from him when he was found guilty of desertion. I think it has to do with pensions and military back pay and, and benefits. All that goes back now. I mean, it's sick. Think about all the people, who men and women, who have served this country with honor and distinction in our armed services, now being on the same playing field, the, the same level field, as a guy who deserted and ran off to the enemy. Right. How does that make you feel, veterans? You served your country with distinction, with honor, with integrity. You stayed the course. You may have gotten injured. You probably saw other people get injured or killed around you. And now the guy that ran away and joined the Taliban, joined the enemy in in a theater of war, has been elevated to your level? Well, here's a little something. The um, Army Colonel Jeffrey Nance, the judge, and before I had said that day he had applied for a federal immigrate to be a federal immigration judge, which has absolutely nothing to do with this case. He actually applied to the Trump administration for the position. So he applied for that position well after the whole Bergdahl thing went down. No, no, no. Right. After Bergdahl had already been, you know, convicted, um, he didn't serve any jail time, folks. He got off. Um, And then this judge few years later, comes on and applies to the Trump administration for a federal immigration judgeship. How can that be a conflict of interest? It can't be. And yet, he's there, so he was able to overturn it. In other words, probably a Democrat registered judge knew exactly what he was doing, probably was told you got to get Bergdahl, you know, reverse the the findings and and uh, overturn the convictions. Sick. It's sick. Yeah. Yeah, if it had if I had found out that he applied let's say for an Obama judgeship or this and that, but here it is, he overturned it. Because, oops, I applied to the Trump administration. Something's wrong. Something's real wrong. I mean, that should send up red flags across the board. 
I hope he gets another trial, and I hope they convict him and throw him underneath the prison. Yeah, no more, uh, no jail time. This, this creep deserves serious jail time. I mean, I just, I just can't even imagine a veteran today who was honorably discharged and, and you know, has ribbons and medals now realizing that they didn't need to play by the straight and narrow because this guy certainly walked off went over to the enemy, joined the enemy, and nothing happens to him. Absolutely not a thing. And, and, you know, I don't want to say forget the veterans, but set the veterans aside for a second. What does that say to future recruits? Hey, if you want to go off and join the enemy, feel free, because nothing's going to happen to you. Hey, we've got a a similar situation now with the... um, um, serviceman who crossed the North Korean border to go to Kim Jong-un. Let me tell you something about that. I'm glad you brought that up because now that idiot's family is saying that the U.S. government needs to do everything they can to bring him home. My question is, why? This idiot why? It was in trouble to begin with. He was going to be shipped back to the United States to face charges. He was he was right. going to get kicked out of the military. All right. It was his decision to go running across the border into North Korea. It was his decision. And right. as far as I'm concerned, let him rot. Exactly. But I have a very sneaky suspicion that the liberals are going to twist this this whole situation around a bit because the the person involved is black and they're going to come back and say if Biden doesn't do this if the administration doesn't do that they're not doing it because he's black look how Bergdahl got off Yep, guarantee it. I guarantee you that's going to happen. You're 100% right, and I'll tell you what else is going to happen. Yeah. Okay, and you tell me if you think I'm right. Not only are they going to spin it that way, but they're going to trade another five foreign agents for this idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wanted to go to North Korea, let him go. Who cares about him? You know, it's, it's time we send a message. That, hey, if you want to run off into a, a, a hermit kingdom or a foreign adversary kingdom, you're welcome to do it. But just don't expect us to go in there and try and bring your butt back here by any means necessary because you made the decision to go. Exactly. You know? But I'm just waiting for it to become a whole racist issue because I know that's going to happen. You can you can just feel it and see how it's being reported and how the family is suddenly oh he's such a wonderful person and this and that no 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 there's there's more to this I want to know what he was in jail for to begin with right what were the charges against him hey there's going to be another prisoner swap too I guarantee you. You know, and we're going to send more people right back that'll kill 
Americans or plot to kill Americans just to get this moron back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I was furious when we traded for Brittany Grenier. I mean, this is this is worse because this involves our military. I just have no patience. I have no patience for these people. None. No. No. We're not supposed to be doing swaps with the enemy. Especially if if somebody from here makes it their own decision to go over to the enemy. You make that decision, you get to live with it. Exactly. I have no sympathy for this guy. I think his family can, you know... I can go pound sand. As far as I'm concerned, how many American lives are going to be put in danger because of this idiot? Good question. Yeah. Well, and I know some people think, you know, hey, what what Craig and Diane are saying here is kind of harsh, but I don't care. No. You yeah. you are a traitor. You go to another country willingly, of your own free will. You want to stay there? You belong there? Leave us alone. Yep. That's that. All right. So, there are aliens, apparently, um, coming around that are not necessarily illegal aliens, and they haven't necessarily come across the southern border. Uh, (laughs) There were some whistleblowers in Washington testifying before a House committee earlier this week. And it got buried in the news with the Hunter Biden plea deal explosion. But Mm -hmm. these whistleblowers, very credible, are saying, oh, yeah, the government is hiding UFO activity. They're hiding UFO reports, and they're hiding the pilots of the UFOs. Yes. And the three whistleblowers, their names are David Grosh. Ryan Graves and David Fravor. Now, they testified about government secrecy that is surrounding the whole UFO incidents, if we shall say. And um, Grosh actually testified under oath that his life was threatened and he was instructed to keep quiet about a secret government-run crash UFO retrieval program. I find Very this stuff fascinating. So do I. <laughs> you know, he was asked point blank, does the United States government have bodies of extraterrestrials? The answer was yes. Yes. Um, and here we're going back, guys, to Area 51. Yeah, we're, we're going back to Roswell. We're going back to Area 51. Okay. Uh, and, you know, Groom Lake and, and all of that, uh, and, and well beyond. These people, these whistleblowers, uh, claimed without even batting an eye that, yes, we're, we're reverse engineering alien technology. Uh, we have in our possession alien biologics. That's what they called them. Um, they were asked, are, are these biologics human? The answer was no. Right. Uh, and 
And I think I think it was Grosh who actually was asked, "Do you know where those bodies are?" And he said, "Yes, I do." Yeah, and apparently, this even goes back further than Roswell. Apparently, there was some contact, if you will, use your air quotes with that word, in the 1930s as well. Yeah, I mean, it's all very interesting because we have, we've talked about it from time to time on this show, and Diane and I talk about it, you know, in, in just day-to-day conversations. But it's obvious that the government is holding back. It's obvious that there's a cover-up in place. If you look at Roswell and what happened there in 1947, initially the U.S. military says an alien craft crashed and was recovered. The next day, they changed the story. It was a weather balloon. Right, yeah, the infamous weather balloons. You know, and so we have known at least since then that the U.S. government's been covering this up. And these whistleblowers literally said they felt their lives are in danger just for revealing what they have revealed up to now. Right. And these are very credible individuals. We have a, a retired squad leader of the Black Aces who served 18 years as a naval pilot as one of the whistleblowers. Yeah, now that's Fravor. Fravor, right. They, they appeared before a government, you know, committee, the oversight committee. And there, I, I listened to the whole thing. They are credible witnesses beyond a shadow of a doubt. And when you look at the film that was shown and you look at some of the photos that were presented, come on, guys, these aren't weather balloons. No, and Fravor was one of the guys that actually shot some of that video of the UFO called the Tic Tac UFO that's been publicized for the last couple of years. And under questioning, under oath, they asked him if he'd ever seen any kind of technology that could do the things that did, and he said, no, no. No, they actually called um, the UFO, they were physics defying maneuvers and that the objects that they saw, they had a lack of a propulsion system and control surfaces such as wings or engines and yet they were flying, they were doing maneuvers back and forth in patterns. These were not random things. These were deliberate maneuvers. Right. Right, and I mean, when people like that get up and testify under oath before a congressional committee, you've got to take that seriously, especially knowing what we know even without them. I mean, when you've got all these reports that come out uh, of UFOs, and some of them are mass reports, and, and that means a lot, a lot, a lot of people saw the exact same thing at the same time. And you look at these three that were in front of the Congressional Committee. They're not the guy that comes out of his double-wide trailer house and tells the local news, yeah, I seen them. 
That's know? not that's not these guys. No, but there's a lot of people, unfortunately, that don't want this information being given out. Now you and I because have a theory upsets, on that. It upsets their apple cart. Let's say you and I have okay, a theory on that. You and I have talked about this before. Let them know exactly which group, Diane, it's going to upset the most. Be holier than thou's. Exactly. Because they're going to say, nope, 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 we're it. Sorry, folks, we ain't it. Sure, numbers tell you we're not it. Exactly. And they will hide this as best as they can. However, a lot of the stuff is going to be declassified. I know two people who are going to read it like crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Page after page and look at picture after picture. I mean, we know that. Um, And, you know, the lawmakers have promised that they're going to look deeper into UFOs. But you know what? How deep are they really going to look? Because just the fact that if we can definitively say somebody else from elsewhere has been here, it changes everything. Yeah, how long before they hit the stone wall, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're going to be allowed to dig just so deep, and then all of a sudden it it becomes a black ops situation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You've got to. You've always got to wonder about that when you're dealing with situations like this. But but the other question, the the unasked question, because there is no hard and fast answer to it. The unasked question is: At what point do the people, the beings who pilot the UFOs, land on the front lawn of the White House and say, "We're here." <laughs> And I mean, it sounds sounds facetious, but I'm just saying, you know, right now, they tend to operate mostly, not not entirely, obviously, but but mostly secretly or cloaked or, you know, whatever terminology you want to use for it. But how long from now before those entities readily present themselves in in a way that makes it completely clear that they do exist, they are here, and they need to be dealt with. Well, maybe they took one look at what's going on here and decided to leave. We're out of here. Yeah, finding no intelligent life on this planet, they decided to move along. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless, but people can no longer discount these things as possibilities. These are not weather balloons. These are not Chinese spy satellites. These are true, unidentified flying objects that came from elsewhere. You know, the technology involved, when you just look at the TikTok video, okay, that's, mm-hmm. or the TikTac video, I should say. TikTac, not TikTok, yeah. right. Um, you know, when you look at that, and you see that object, and you see how it moves, and you see the speed with which it moves, the way it changes direction or gimbals, you know, what they call it, shifts its orientation. Those are things we cannot do in the air. 
Right. Ma- mankind we, cannot do that. We do not have that technology. No, not yet. No. And I just wish, well, our government, they don't want us to know. They want to keep it a secret because they know this will upset everything. If we were ever allowed to see the remains of what was found, and I'm talking about the biologic units, it would upset every concept that we have. I think it's high time to upset the apple cart myself. I think Uh, humanity can take it. I think Uh, humanity can take it. Absolutely. You know. Maybe shake some sense into humankind. Uh, Yeah, one hundred percent. That's that's what needs to happen. We need a we need an alien bitch slap. (laughs) You know, I mean, seriously, it's a wake up call, and these whistleblowers are doing their best to tell us right now. Yeah, these things exist. We know they exist. The government knows they exist. And I guarantee you, if our government knows they exist, so do other governments. Right. They don't just, you know, hover over our country, folks. UFO sightings have been reported, really, worldwide. For a long, long time. We all can't be wrong. You know, they, they'd like us to think, yeah, you're all wrong. It's weather balloons. It's our military, you know, working on experimental aircraft or something. BS. You know, and, and I'll tell you something. You know, you, you're 100% right. It's it's the holier than thou that are going to take it the hardest. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, those that group of people really needs to spend some time rereading the book of Ezekiel. If, if they don't think this stuff has been going on for thousands of years, they need to reread Ezekiel. Because oh, if right. they say exactly. we're the only ones, they're ignoring part of what they put all their faith in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's for a whole other show, Craig. It, it is, but I just I just wanted to end with that because Diane, you and I have run out of time for tonight's show. Oh, okay. And and speaking of UFOs, I'm gonna go watch Star Trek. Hey, good for you. Yay. Live long and prosper. I shall. <laughs> All right. So nighty night, folks. Folks, have yourselves a great rest of the weekend. We'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.